Charlotte Mason is all about spreading a feast of ideas. How do you fit it all in? Let's talk about it. Welcome to the Simply Charlotte Mason podcast. I'm Sonia Schaefer. My friend and coworker Laura Pitney is joining me to talk about all of those wonderful enrichment subjects. So here's the question to discuss today. Let's hear it. There are so many enriching subjects in a Charlotte Mason approach. Picture study, music study, nature study, poetry, handcrafts, art instruction, Shakespeare, hymn singing, and more. It seems like so much to try to fit into my schedule. How can I juggle all of those subjects and actually get them done? That's a great question. <laughs> I feel like there's two parts to this question. Okay. I feel like there's the people that are just starting out that feel very overwhelmed with the idea of all of this feast that they should be doing. Mm. And then I feel like the second part is the families with older children that don't have time for the enrichments because they feel like they need to do these other important subjects because they're their high school workload. So there's this struggle that I see between these, these two types of situations. The beginners just getting their feet wet, really wanting to do well with the enrichment subjects but feel kind of overwhelmed. And then again with the older children that it's just like time is so important and it's hard. It's like the enrichments are one of the first things to fall off the list. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So for the new newbies or the people just starting out, one thing I really recommend is maybe just to pick one a day to do. Yes. Not all 150 of them is no. what it feels like, <laughs> but just one a day. So to say, okay, Mondays, we're going to do art study mm -hmm. and Tuesdays, we're going to sing our hymn together. And or, it really only yeah. takes, I mean, picture yeah. study takes five or 10 minutes. Right. That's it. Right. And I think you can do five or 10 minutes. Right. And singing the hymn will take, right. you know, three minutes or so. Right. I think that can be done. Right. And I think people realize that it can be done. They're just scared to get started in it because mm -hmm. it seems overwhelming. So it's just like anything else. Let's Let's commit to it, let's do it, and let's get comfortable in it and then add more. So you're not necessarily adding all 30 of them day one. You're sprinkling them throughout the week and, and you little can touches. Even, yeah. You could even layer them in if it still seems overwhelming. Right. You could say, okay, the first two weeks of the school year, mm -hmm. I'm just going to get picture study established yeah. Yeah. on my Mondays. Right. And don't worry about the rest. And right. then third week, okay, we're going to keep picture study. Now we'll bring yep. in the hymn singing. Yep. If you have to take a term yeah. to get up to full speed, right. do it. Right. I just feel like there's this pressure that we have to do it all day one. And enrichment, uh, the enrichment studies or those subjects, I feel like there's a lot of margin there. Yeah. And you want to do it, and you're going to do it well, but it's okay to take your time to get to do them well and to do them efficiently and not to feel overwhelmed. So I say that as an encouragement that it doesn't um, have to look like the textbook definition of what enrichment should be like mm -hmm. because we don't want it to be that way anyway. We want it to be um, a natural flow in the school day or a break in the school day. And I think that's key, especially for the for the new moms starting out, The that it adds variety in your day. It helps yes. break up the way you're using your mind. It helps not fatigue the children. So honestly, I kind of, 
I use them as fillers. And, and, I, and I, not to undermine the importance of them, but they are staples in my day that help fuel us forward to the different subjects that require full concentration or we're going to read and then we're going to go sing our hymn and then we may um, read a geography book and then we're going to um, do arts to you know just using it as a tool to help break up your day there's there's a beauty in that as well absolutely yeah. I, that was the exact word that yeah. came to my mind that is the beauty yeah. of those enrichment subjects yeah. they are designed so they're very easy to do, mm -hmm. but they use that other part of your brain. Right. And so if you can tuck them into your schedule mm -hmm. to help uh, mm -hmm. diversify, let's say, right. your daily schedule, right. the other thing you can do is a lot of them lend mm -hmm. themselves well to afternoon occupations. Yeah. Yeah. If you want to, once you have the formal lessons done mm -hmm. by lunchtime, mm -hmm. we still want the kids to be doing profitable things. Sure. Not sitting on the couch eating bonbons in right. all tempting, afternoon. Which is tempting, but true. <laughs> so to encourage them to keep using their time profitably yeah. in the afternoon, mm -hmm. you can bring in handcrafts. Right. You can bring in music right. study or some of those other things. Right. So one thing that we're doing right now in our homeschool is we actually are taking one afternoon to do most of them. So. In some ways, that's a time saver because it shortens our other school days. Mm -hmm. And I, I say that not to diminish the purpose of them, um, but art study and music study and even that the allotted time for nature study, I know that I have a whole afternoon set aside to accom accomplish those beautiful things. Now, I do use our hymn and our scripture verse and things like that daily, as a as to a break up to break up the things. order, yeah. Uh -huh. But uh -huh. right now, the way our life is and the busyness of everything, that seems to be working well. It's so nice that yeah. you have flexibility yeah. to do that. Yeah, use those subjects, schedule it in a way mm -hmm. that fits your family. Right, that's beautiful. So the other part of the question, I feel like, is a challenge. Unfortunately, when you get to the high school years the enrichment subjects are usually one of the first things to fall off your list. You just feel like the other subjects like math, reading, Science, literature, you know, yeah, all those yeah. like bulky high school courses mm -hmm. just kind of trump the um, enrichment classes. So I have a friend who her high schoolers are super busy and I can relate. And she has her lunchtime when she knows no matter where they're at in the house, no matter which kids are working on what subjects, at lunchtime when they come to the table, because everybody's got to eat, Yes, that's when she does her enrichments. You know, sometimes she'll read their poem or, you know, their poet biography while they're eating lunch or when they're done with lunch, that 30-minute time block, maybe they'll put everything down and do their art study. It's just she knows that's a staple in her day when her high schoolers are around the whole family. They've got to eat. And so for her, that works well to be able to kind of squeeze them in because otherwise she feels like her high schoolers don't have time. I love that idea because it respects that older student's schedule. Mm -hmm. So often they should be doing most of their work independently by then. And they might be working head down in the middle of their science reading and suddenly you come in and say, hey, Let's go do picture study <laughs> all together as a family. And it just interrupts yeah. their whole yeah. time management efforts. Right. So 
to plan your schedule intentionally mm -hmm. at a time when we're going to be together anyway. Sure. I know that they will be taking a break from their other studies. Sure. That just seems genius sure. in that situation. I think that's a key point that there's this misconception that you're, you as the teacher, as the parent, is having to teach all these extra subjects, but that's not the case. No. You're doing all of them, if all of them, right? All of them all as a family. As a family. I was yes. just trying to think if there's any that you would separate. But you can not easily any. do them all together as a family. So the misconception that it takes so much time to do all these enrichment subjects is not there because all of your children, you're, being, you're, you're teaching together. So you'll save a lot of time. Yeah. And most of them just take the 10 right. minutes or 20 minutes at most. Right. So, yes, it is a big time saver. Another concern I feel like we get a lot in our feedback is how is this possible when I have elementary, middle school, and high school to all be doing the same enrichment subject? So what would you say to that? I would say the enrichments are topical. Yeah. Does it matter if you study Monet's art when you're in second grade or in 10th grade? Mm -hmm. No, it's just a topic. Yeah. And does it matter if you learn uh, how great thou art mm -hmm. in third grade or in 12th grade. No, that's, right. a, that's a topic. Same thing with handicrafts. Now, handicrafts, <laughs> that's, that's a good it's one. A hard one. <laughs> it could be. You can all be doing the same craft. You could all be working on knitting, for sure. example. But maybe your younger ones are just going to be learning how to cast on. Right. I think that's a correct knitting term. Sounds good to me. Okay, we'll say that. <laughs> and your older ones might be to the point that they are yeah. just sitting there knitting yeah. a sweater and they're right. asleep, you know. Right. <laughs> so everybody's working on the same handcraft, but right. you can level up or down the skill. That's sure. the big difference is their skill-based subjects and topic-based subjects. The enrichments are yeah. topics. Yeah. So you can do them all together. Right. If there's a skill involved, level it up or down. Maybe which poems they choose to right. memorize and recite. Right. Younger ones can do shorter, sure. older ones can do multiples. Sure. So you can level up or down any skills involved. Yeah. But the topics themselves lend themselves to everybody. Do you see that it's important to have those relationships within your family? Have you seen fruits of that in, in, with your girls to where they're different ages, even different levels even, mm -hmm. but yet because they're doing the common topic, you right. know, that it helps form relationships? Have Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Yes, I have. I was still, I'm picturing it in my mind. I remember when they were doing, I believe it was crocheting, and my oldest one was crocheting, and my youngest was watching, and she said, do you want to try? And so my youngest climbed up in her lap, mm -hmm. and she was showing her how, and she was trying to keep the lesson yeah. short. Right. But every time she would say, do you want to quit, my youngest didn't want to quit. Yeah. And so she sat there for an hour. Oh, wow. Just learning how Everybody's to do be the doing crochet. crochet now. <laughs> Preschool. But you can you can do that with so many with yeah. the with the poetry. Yes, the older ones might be learning different poems. Same poet, right? But different poems, and so they're sharing with the youngers that yeah. extra dimension of sure. that poet. So many discussions can start mm -hmm. because we're doing the same thing. And picture study: what one person sees in the picture. Right. It might not even have to do with their age. It has maybe to do with their personality. Sure. Mm -hmm. They pull that out, and the other one says, oh, I never noticed that. And yeah. then they say something. So a lot of 
interconnections yeah. and building of relationships. Yeah, it's almost like it gives them something to look forward to, the younger ones with the older ones, like anticipation, oh, you know, like with the skill level or just the time it takes to even be more observant about something. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just, it kind of... It's like, a great it's example, like a, a role effort. model. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, we're all working as a team. And it gives the youngers an opportunity to feel respected. Yeah. It, one of my biggest um, peeves <laughs> with an age-segregated approach to education is that each age is separated from all the others, and they think only about other people their own age, sure. and they rarely interact with yeah. all the other ages, yeah. and they're missing out on so much. Mm -hmm. Where this way, when we regularly make time, we deliberately make time for the ages to come together, learn together, share together, interact together, yeah. that is going to enrich them as right. persons in their growth, which yeah. is the goal of education right. <laughs> anyway. Right. So I was just thinking, if somebody came up to us, to you, and we're asking the question, so Sonia, which, which ones do you think I should start with? What, are, what, what would you say to that? It depends somewhat on your comfort level. Yeah. Picture study's very easy yeah. to do, but maybe you're more comfortable with music. Yeah, it's true. Music study's easy to do too. Yeah. <laughs> so I would say a lot of it depends on your comfort level. Choose one that doesn't you think scare you, can do. you to yeah. death. Yes. That makes sense. Maybe for a lot of us, that would not be Shakespeare. Mm -hmm. Maybe you don't want to start with right. Shakespeare. That's okay. <laughs> That's fine. And maybe poetry is not your thing either. Just for the record, I said I would never do Shakespeare. Like, and? I'm doing it now. We love it. So yes. I was just that was just one for me that I was like, uh-uh, I'm not going there. But it's really been fun, enjoyable. And I wonder if some of that daring to go ahead and try it is because you saw success in the others mm -hmm. and you got those in place and it's like oh this isn't so yeah. hard and i'm seeing right. the benefits right so i think i'm going to go ahead and yeah. try shakespeare now definitely and for me not knowing how to i mean i don't remember ever being taught anything about composers mm -hmm. or the time to do an art study it just wasn't something that I grew up with. Yeah, neither did I. And so I have utilized, especially with Shakespeare, the Shakespeare's in Three Steps, the mm -hmm. process that I know that you recommend, that's a tool that gives me, it makes it accessible. It makes it doable. And I feel like in my own personal homeschool, I don't think without a valid resource to tell me what to do, I would not have even ventured there. So I know I personally... It's been a blessing to me to have those. So thank you for doing those, for sure. And I say I'm that glad. for other people that may be scared and not sure how to do it or what to do, that the enrichment guides that y'all produce and the the list that literally tells you word for what, word what to do has given me the confidence to try it. And then obviously if it's not a good fit or it doesn't work, then you know we've changed things. But mm -hmm. for the most part, it has been a way that, it has given me confidence, especially with Shakespeare, because <laughs> I did not like him. <laughs> but now? So I, f I feel like he's a friend. So. That's great. That's, that's great. Well, and that's what enrichments can do for the whole family, yeah. with the artists, with the yeah. composers, with the poets. Yeah. All those things that many of us didn't grow up with. Right. 
we have an opportunity to make new friends now too. And that's what we want to do for our children. We want yes. them to see that example in us, that things that maybe we don't know or that we're scared to try or we want to see we want them to see us putting forth the effort to do something that maybe we're not 100% confident in or that we've ever done before. So I even think that's a valid point for yes. our children to see in us that we're at least willing to try to do these things that maybe aren't our comfort zone to start with. And I think the Charlotte Mason method, the way she approaches those things, yeah. does make doable. it doable. Absolutely. You know, it's not a lot of my time. No. Multiple kids, one kid, old, young. I mean, it just it fits so well. And yes. like you were saying, just the, the family ties that are created through the same subject, you know, having the bond over the topic or the subject. You know, I feel like I've seen that in my children as well. And I'm thankful for that. And then whenever they are watching something and they see a, a Van Gogh or they see a Monet right. or they see something else and right. they point it out, You're it's like, like, yes, victory! Say it louder, say it louder. Yeah, Tell it everybody. That it works. Did you hear that? Yeah. <laughs> Good. How about you? What questions do you have about enrichments? What benefits have you seen from the enrichment subjects that you have implemented into your home school. Leave a comment and let us know. And if you have other questions that you would like us to discuss, leave those in the comments too. We want to make sure we get your questions answered. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to subscribe through iTunes, Google Play, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, or your favorite podcast app so you don't miss an episode. You can also subscribe to the audio version or read the blog post on our website at simplycharlottemason.com. All of those links will be in the show notes, along with links to the enrichment lesson plans that we were talking about. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time.